Hello, welcome to Rose Bear's Witness, the podcast, where you can listen to my stories that I've written in my blog posts. Thank you for joining me today for my blog post entitled Midnight in the City. Loving my neighbor means seeing my neighbor. I was standing at the emergency department entrance after nine hours of trying to figure out some cancer medication complications. I was so tired. I waited patiently for my husband to pick me up around midnight just inside the double doors so I didn't have to stand in the city's cold street. I was absently checking all the messages I had missed on my phone when I heard the rumble of a revved engine quickly getting louder. I heard it before I saw it. A little car came chasing time up the side street. It slammed into park with a screech and a man jumped out of the driver's seat, leaving his door wide open. It was almost like the movies at the end of a high-speed chase, but without the explosions. My mind went blank as this handsome tall man with amazing dreadlocks came running toward the entrance, looking to me from deep inside this night. And he yelled, shot, shot, help me please, somebody shot. His face was racked with fear and terror. He locked eyes with me as though I had all the answers or I could save him from a nightmare. I will never forget the look. All this happened in less than four seconds, but the realization of the extreme urgency felt like an eternity. He refused to come inside of the hospital, straying too far from his friend who was bleeding to death inside his car. And with my heart and feet racing, I nodded yes to him and I turned to alert the hospital. Just as I took two steps forward, I saw that help was already coming. They saw, they heard, and they were ready to act in that 5.5 seconds. And as help came running, the relief had me on my knees as I clutched my chest and I involuntarily cried out a simple but raw prayer. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. I have only ever heard about these things on the news. And yes, the shooting was reported in the local press the next morning. Thankfully, the victim had survived. But in those few seconds, human to human, this man sucked me into his trauma. I could not look away if I wanted to, and I know that if I could have helped, I would have. Two police cars arrived to the scene at the emergency department entrance, and so did my ride home. I'm no emergency doctor, and I live in a quiet, urban neighborhood, so I had a really hard time pulling my head and angst out of their circumstances. The young man could have been my own son or my own friend, and I kept hearing him yell, shot, shot, help me please, over and over, even as I was falling asleep in the safety of my own bed. All I could do was pray, and as I talked to God, he reminded me of a dream that I had recently had. So in this dream, I'm out in some kind of public marketplace. Life is happening all around and I'm in the midst of the bustle. In the crowd of people, a small boy catches my eye. His skin is a deep silky brown and bright yet dark eyes that draw me in. He has a startlingly familiar look in his eyes that I catch from BIPOC or black indigenous people of color, most specifically from black people when they realize I can be trusted. It is a knowing, a shared understanding that lights up their eyes. How do I explain the quote unquote look? That time I casually mentioned in the presence of my son's friend that we were thinking of going to a Black Lives Matter march the next day. 
He walked across the kitchen. He sidled up to me while I was busy making dinner. He was so close I could practically feel a trembling in him. I looked up from my task as he put his hands down on the counter right next to mine and he softly asked me, are you really going? I, he searched my face to see if I was playing. I looked him in the eye and I said, well, are you wanting to go? He held my gaze and solemnly nodded. I paused and realized the power in this crossroad we stood at, and I decided right then. I said, I will ask your mom. If she says yes, then you can go with us. You guys should go make some signs to carry. I promised his mama I wouldn't let him out of my sight, so I watched as he held his sign over his head, never putting it down once, shouting and chanting with people of all colors walking together. His head held high. He wanted to stand and be seen, to know he was heard. I will never fully know all the things playing out in his mind and spirit, but I saw something profound that day. I will never forget the look in his eyes making sure I wasn't playing. And when he understood that we were for real in my house, that's the look. White people must earn the trust of BIPOC if they want intimacy of relationship with them. I don't think that a lot of white people understand this and they are missing out. If you have never heard stories of injustice and racism from BIPOC friends or coworkers, then they are, they are either among the very privileged few who don't generally experience those things, or you have not earned their trust with such traumatic and painful matters. So this child in my dream, back to him. I wave and I smile at him, but he gives me this searching look and I get distracted in busy tasks. I look up and there he is again with those beseeching eyes. I stoop down and put my hand on his shoulder. His gaze pierces uncomfortably deep into my being. I pat his head, stand to walk away, so he follows me. And every time I turn around, he's there trailing behind me. He never speaks, but his eyes are imploring me. He gestures as though he's waiting for me to make a move. He's saying to me, Do you see me? Do you love me? Do you really love me? Okay, then go ahead and show me. It's a resounding yes from me. I have pondered this with trusted women of faith. We are reminded of when Jesus asks Peter three times if he loves him. Feed my sheep, Jesus says. In other words, show me by loving them. I commit to loving my neighbor as myself, even neighbors jumping out of speeding cars at midnight. I commit to loving white people by telling the truth about the racist world we live in and praying that God will open the eyes of white people into committing love to action. I commit to listening to BIPOC stories and sharing what I learn with the white world because it needs to know. BIPOC, they are screaming, Shot, shot, help us, please. But nothing will change until we bring help. Thanks for listening. God bless.